Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, as always, welcome back to the show, and it is great to have our listeners uh, to chime in again. Julia, as always, uh, you're sitting and looking pretty. Uh, oh, thank you, know. you. I, I'm, you don't have to keep that introduction. I think I really, really like that one. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you. Hey, Steve, you look great too, you know? You know, uh, I was going to do that last time, but then you went, um, when I get good looking, and I said, I am not supporting that. <laughs> that is that is a like baiting the fish, you know? It's just like, Wait a hey. minute, though. <laughs> I thought women are supposed to be nurturers. Oh, there's that ginger roll. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Great yeah. segue. I think we need to pick back up where we left off again. And I, you, you asked me a question and it's like, uh, I need to answer that. When I think about coming into a relationship. The, you want to review this? Pause for a second. Do you want to review that question? Because if someone's coming in on this episode, they may not know what the question True. is. True. Well, let's, let's go ahead and review it. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. How are we supposed to review it? Listen, you know, I'm a multitasker brain, but um, evidently you went into your space of no <laughs> I compartmentalized again, didn't I? And you've got the noodles. It's all over the place. You can't stay focused. It is what it is. Okay, let's uh, say right now that this is going to be a fun one. It is. <laughs> It will be. And and the thing that, that I'm trying to remember is how, how how do I take it from a perspective of a man being in a relationship? Because you yeah. talked about your situation and what you came into. I was diving a little bit uh, into mine and to pick back up, it's, it's that I learned it was a growing process because I didn't have uh, healthy mentors mm-hmm. uh, as a father. And I'm not blaming my dad, okay? Uh, I love my parents. I love my dad. Uh, I'm surprised that he's made it this far. He's 80. He'll be 82 this year and uh, has had uh, heart attacks and large heart. You know, I'm not trying to put his business out there, but he, 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 he has changed as well. And if you're, if a man is willing, he can make the change if allowed, if allowed. And, I look at that because when it comes down to relationship, I believe that men need to create a safe place for a woman to land. He needs to create the environment that she feels safe enough to come talk to. It took me 20 years to get here, but you know, it, it's the fact that it's a life changing processes of what I've been through that has helped me to develop more of a man to be able to do what I got to do. It's funny because I was talking to a client yesterday 
And uh, I said, you know, I'm not one of these type of men who cough, cough, I'm going to be in bed. Hey, go, go get me some NyQuil because I'm not feeling so good. I'm the type of man that when I was going through chemotherapy every other week, it was a 30 minute push on a Friday and an eight hour push on Saturday. But I went to work 7 a.m. and I would get done by 7 p.m. and I worked a half a day Saturday. And because I am uh, was uh, still single, uh, I've been single since 2017, 18-ish, um, uh, you know, I'm doing all this on my own. Now, I have had friends who have helped me. Don't get me wrong. They were there and they were supportive. But I'm saying this because I feel if a man is allowed to be himself, not not being to where he's demanding, pressuring, sequestering, pushing women, but creating that safe place of being able to talk, to listen. Um, it's funny because I do that uh, when it comes to my therapy and working with men. I had one client who was complaining about his wife being on the cell phone. And not doing and cleaning around the house. Oh, wait a minute. Is that a gender role? <laughs> and I said, well, wait a minute. When's the last time you made a baby bottle? When's the last time you got up and cooked? When's the last time you did the dishes? Instead of complaining about what she's not doing, what are you doing? Okay, I've got all these little clapping and, okay. and, and women cheering. Go, Steve, you know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that is I'm going to actually intercede here for the man. Thank you. <laughs> not 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 the women at this point, <laughs> ladies. Okay. This one's for the man. You're asking him, and he's your client. And obviously you want to present a healthy perspective. I get that. But um what is he doing outside of the home, okay, to provide for the family? And he's and is he trusting her to care for the children and the home, okay? But also I would state this because this is actually going on right now with one of my clients that I find interesting. Husband is working really, really long hours, okay? Wife has new baby, and no familial or real support system because they just moved to a new state. Okay. Mm -hmm. She is overwhelmed as a first time mom. Okay. She is, the baby's going through natural developmental changes and teething and all this kind of stuff. And husband is coming home after long work hours and she's already burnt out. She doesn't know how to fill her cup. And he is complaining about what she didn't get done. She's out of resources, but he doesn't understand the amount of immense work that's going on in the home to keep up with it and do with a, deal with a new baby. Vice versa, she doesn't know, she knows about his job, she knows some details, but she really doesn't know the demands that is going on hour after hour after hour within his job. So how is this couple, okay, in their agreed roles, pro provider, protector, nurturer, caregiver, okay, um, in the home, Able, how are they, one, able to provide the provisions that they need to self-care individually, okay, 
and how much of that are they responsible as individuals? And number two, how do they support each other in the roles to where it's not a conflict? In other words, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. He is doing something and she is doing something, but I don't think they really understand the immensity of work and dedication and energy and life force even that's going into their two different roles. What are your thoughts on that? And it, it just seems like you and I have the same client because that's exactly what I'm, I'm serious. I, uh, you know, he, 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 he works hard outside of the home. Yes. Long hours. She works outside of the home as well. And they both have a new child that, that, that has come into the picture. Oh, yes. Okay. And, and so what I'm trying to help him to do is that even though he says, you know, she's doing this and this. And I said, well, wait a minute, who needs to change? And his head lowers is as I do. So what I find interesting over the last six to eight months that I've been working with them since he has been doing dishes, since he's been helping around the house, it changed the dynamics of her mm -hmm. to where she's working part time, taking some of the stress off, focusing on the baby, being able to do what he would like for her to do and vice versa. So now is coming into a more harmonious relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. But the bigger thing that I've been working with him on is not to be so reactive. And that's what I'm finding in relationships is that men have become more reactive in the relationship that it causes the woman not to feel safe in mm -hmm. the relationship. Because now she's being reactive on her emotion, and now we're fighting all the time. Well, and, and Steve, it, we have to, there, well, we don't have to. I, I would bring <laughs> the invitation. You, I've been talking to you for too long. You're starting to rub off on me. Um, <laughs> there, I would invite the discussion because there is proof that women are, are going to be more emotionally driven. It is yes. a part of our chemical makeup as females. Agreed. We can, you know, people can call it what I want. It just is, that is what happens. Our hormones are almost ensure that, that that's going to be the case. And so I would like to present one of the things that I brought up with my client is that when he is at work, he does have multiple people and resources and a support system helping him do his job. Okay. Agreed. His wife and mother of his child is singular. She only has herself. And, and, and I think that that sometimes we, for, we, forget that. And, and so what was interesting is they actually went to her, my client, not yours, went to his wife and said, I think you need to be responsible for connecting with other women. How I well, see that, that, that right there too, is he's showing himself as a nurturer too. And so I heard you say earlier, you know, protector role, nurture role, but I also believe that men can be nurturers as well. And, oh. and, and, yeah. Right. And so where I'm going with this is the dynamics of understanding emotions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and when I talk about couples therapy, I, I usually have a bottle of water that I put on my knee and the water moves, but the bottle doesn't. 
And I say, this is the only way I know how to describe a relationship and not to be derogatory or put women down. It's just an example of how to look at things. Women are like water. You're moved by action. You are moved by emotion. You act on process of, uh, of emotion. Sometimes, like you said, the, the hormonal, the, the stress of life, those type of things become make you reactive on your emotion. A man should be like a bottle, not saying that he contains or suppresses her or holds her back, but it supports how the water is molded. In other words, he needs to be conformed to handling her emotions carefully and that he acts on process of thought, not on emotion, but process of thought. Yes, men need to have emotions too. But when I think about the process of, of a man and a woman using the bottle and using the water, it, it exemplifies where we are in, in a relationship manner. And I try to help couples to understand that even as a faith-based person, there's a passage in First uh, Peter that talks about husbands treat your wives as a weaker vessel or your prayers are going to be hindered. I don't necessarily like that lingo and how it was translated. So I put it in Steve's version. Husbands, carefully manage your wife's emotions or your prayers are going to be hindered. And as men, we need to manage a woman's emotion. If you're heightened or being reactive, then we sit and, and have that moment. I mean, I had a client who had an aha moment this week, and it was I, I love his example. And his example was, you know, his wife uh, was getting upset and called him the F word. And he just says in my head, don't react, don't react, don't react. She's going off on him. She starts coming down. He takes her hand in the moment. He says, are you okay now? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Because I he knew how to be the bottle of being manager of her emotions and be able to do that. Right. Well, what he did, and uh, if you have studied much of Alison Armstrong and mm. her, uh, she is phenomenal in detailing um, how men and women are, are different and how they, how you can learn to communicate with both. Okay. So that you're supporting both. Okay. Um, whether you're the male trying to support the female or the female trying to support the male. Um, if you guys haven't, our audience hasn't, hasn't spent any time researching her, go look at her work. It is phenomenal in mm -hmm. relationships. It, it will change not just the romantic relationship, but how you see your partner and, uh, and your children. It's, oh my gosh, it's so powerful. Powerful. But one of the examples that comes to mind is that she talks about that women need uh, a safe space to express. They need to be able to basically throw up, vomit. They're going to go through the right. storm, okay? And they're going to be spitting out all kinds of stuff because they just need to a, a safe place for the emotions to land. And that the man, okay, is to basically stand there with the understanding that this torrential violet storm has is verbally just being expressed and that it just needs to pass over him. It's not at him. 
she's asking, please be a safe harbor for me and what I'm experiencing and feeling right now. And if you will do this for me, then I know I can come to you with anything and everything and you are going to hold me through it. And I love how the example that you used that when she was done, just spitting it up, just like a baby and, mm. and formula or breast milk, just like sometimes they just can't hold it in and right. it just goes all over. We don't as moms go, oh, you effing little, you know, <laughs> okay, and tossing you out. No, we go, oh my gosh, sweet. Let's get you cleaned up. Let's, 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 right. hold, how's your tummy, you know? And I think in a lot of ways, by that example you used by him taking her hand at the proper time, okay, she's done. He's not trying to alter. Right. You're safe. I am here with you. Is there anything else that you need to get out right now? And then do you want me to help you resolve the issue? Or do you want me just to let this, did you just need to get rid of it? You know? And, and, and I, oh, I like how you said at the proper time. At the proper time. And, and that's what makes the difference because when somebody's elevated, our natural tendency just is quite a squash the emotion. Yes, yes. And it doesn't help. You know, when uh, I look at my own self, when I see the progress, and I, and I was a reactive male only because I grew up in a reactive mother who, who was reactive to, to a lot of different situations, and I took on that role. It took me a while, even to me, to go into my own therapy before becoming a therapist and then going through school and becoming a therapist. Did, did I become a man? I, I know that's weird, but I became a man through, through therapy, basically, and learning that. how to manage emotions carefully. But People that, can change. Oh. Go ahead. No, oh, no, sorry. I just got, I said, I wanted to ask you a question about that at any point in time in therapy. And I know there's a lot of different ranges of therapy and, um, but at any point in time, as you were shifting and you were learning to manage these emotions that you were learning the various roles that you could play in holding a space for it, did you feel demasculated as a man or did you feel like you became stronger and, um, even, I'm going to use this word more powerful in your masculine energy. You know, I, I that that's an interesting question because that also plays in the role uh, of a man, because when you have, uh, when I felt like a woman was coming at me, for example, I remember I was peeling a potato and her son was standing next to me and she came up to me and says, Oh, you're doing that all wrong. And I'm like, I felt a little emasculated because yes. you're correcting me in front of your son. And she says, you need to do it this way. And he, as she walks off, he tells me, he says, now you see the reason why I went left and lived with my grandparents. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's an epiphany moment here because women can be so strong that it does take away a, a feeling of a man. Because a man wants to feel loved and desired and needed and wanted. And so when I think about the changes that I made, it's because I want to change. I'm in my doctoral program. What does that say? I love learning. I love being able to make the changes of who I am as a person. And I see the dynamics of who I am now because of the changes. 
Does therapy, you know, do you emasculated me? No, because I went in it with an open mind that I needed to change. In order to hold women in a safe place, I needed to change and not be so reactive to the circumstances that when it comes down to learning, it's about understanding women to be able to understand where women are coming from. And it's a vicious cycle because who raises the boys? Women. Where are the men? But and who and, needs who needs their fathers that male role to help them become successful men? Oh, extremely. You have to men. There's a. It is so vital that there is a male and female role in the home, and and I think it even more so for our young men. Our boys, they need, there's a certain time they need a mom. There, there no doubt. But there becomes a moment, Steve, where. I, and I will say this from a personal standpoint, as a widow, okay, my son, and he, I've got four girls that are above him, and my and then my son is the baby. There became a certain point when his dad was in the hospital, and I needed a man to take over and correct him on some, some mm -hmm. actions that were extremely disrespectful, okay? But because I understood how men work, okay? And his dad couldn't do it because he's in a hospital bed dying. Okay. I had to play that role. And, um, and I had to be very firm when that correction occurred, because it would, if I wouldn't have, then it would have led to other actions later on towards women. I could just see where that future step could go. Now, in place of that, because dad has passed away, I knew the importance of having a man teach my son how to be a man. And so we tried the Big Brothers program. We tried, I was in law enforcement at the time, trying to get some of the law enforcement officers to be there. It ended up being a man um, that he currently works for and um, that um, and is helping him work towards his um, elect um, journeyman. Um, anyway, it, that has been one of the biggest influencers. That man, that employer did something for my son that I could not ever do as a female and a mom for my boy that is now a man. Okay. And, and so this, I, I guess I, I know that we're probably getting quick. I'm running out of time. But ladies, if I could implore you to understand one thing, you cannot have men that turn into absolutely successful men without some kind of male influence. We need men in our boys' lives. And I'm not saying there aren't some flukes and that there aren't some amazing moms out there, but moms cannot be dads and dads cannot be moms. They can supplement they can do their best, but at the end of the day, we need both of those roles to be poured into our children. That's totally, no, totally agree. We got about two minutes and, and this is such a vital topic that we're getting into more. And uh, again, we're going to continue building upon this platform to, to help relationships to understand the, the dynamics of a relationship and what it boils down to is fear. Because of what we've been through, we use fear as a tool to make a change that could be more harmful. We're, we're fearing that men are going to suppress women. 
we're fearing that women are going to suppress men. Where's where can we stop the fear? But I think the dynamics of what where we need to go to is explaining to people how do we get out of this fear mongering here and start being real with ourselves and be in the natural capacity of being a nurturer and a protector or whatever that may look like for you, and to understand that it it, it is healthy for a man to to, to lead. It is healthy. Sometimes a woman is going to lead in the relationship because that's the dynamics, because sometimes men need to, to have a rest. Now, I don't mean permanent. And, and sometimes it's okay for a woman to be at rest in the relationship. Somewhere the slack needs to be picked up and continue to work together in order for the relationship to thrive. And it's not about Oh my gosh, you're a female. You need to go to the douches. Oh my gosh, you're the man. You need to go do the lawn. Somebody somewhere, if we work together, it doesn't matter if the woman's mowing the grass. It doesn't matter if he's in there doing the dishes. As long as it's functioning for that couple, it doesn't matter. And so, uh, oh my gosh, I got on a soapbox being passionate about this. You're rubbing off on me. <laughs> It is a great topic to look at and to visit, you know, uh, and when I think about uh, the relationship of women and men, when it comes to that, I do have a story that we can pick up next time to dive off of uh, the dynamics that what happens when we get in a mixed state of emotion and it's being as children are used as pawns and that's not helpful either. So great, great discussion. We hope to hear from you guys next time. Thanks for joining us today. Julia, as always, great to see you. Have a blessed one. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.